Welcome to 360 Timmy, the podcast with interesting people in 360 degrees. You can listen on all major music streaming services and watch on YouTube by going to youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Hello again and welcome to another 360 Timmy. We're on West 39th and 7th Avenue, Fashion District, and this is a great spot for my special guest today, Ariana Rebello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Ariana Rebello is a fashion and media presenter, um, and I'm going to talk about her career. And I say, what a better place than Fashion Avenue to, to cover this. <laughs> Definitely. So where did uh, the, the interest in fashion come from? I guess I hear your mum was a designer in the 90s. Is, yeah. that, is that part of it? Yeah, definitely. She was the best. Um, and she did a lot of designing in India. She had a store. She moved to DC and worked for Neiman Marcus. And I just loved fashion at that point. Um, but I had no intention in going into that industry at all. So I went the music route and then I went the TV route. Yeah. And I realized it's all the same. Yeah. Everybody needs clothes. Everybody wants to look hot. And, and I forgot to mention, you present a show on the Senza on Coco Connect TV. Yes, I do. And that's, that's just started? I started on a web series called I Don't Have Style Either. Okay, so you've been doing it a fair, a fair time. Uh, six months, six, seven months. Wow. Um, I recorded everything over the summer and then I moved to London and just started releasing it through when I was in London. And it was super fun, super easy. And um, yeah, that was basically it. So. You're studying journalism, are you, at the moment? Is that is that no? no? I'm studying music business. Music. Okay, <laughs> that's a that's an interesting avenue then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little random. Yes. Um, I started getting. I got into this basically six or seven months ago. At that point, I'm, I was a junior already. So I graduate at the end of this year, and then I go to business school. Crikey! And you're going to keep the TV show going in the background. Yep. So what's so the what's the commitment there? How does that work? Do you? Because I think I saw you were in Milan a couple of weeks ago, and obviously I was. Uh, it's it was Milan, so cool. New York, London, the fashion kind of capitals of Paris. the world. Paris. Paris as well. Oh yeah, how can I forget Paris? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I did that. I was there last month. We're gonna go back in February and shoot with an amazing um, network over there, and have a reporter in Italy, and have a reporter me in America, and kind of switch around. That's the plan. But I I love traveling, and I think when I got to London, that's when I realized I love the fashion industry um, because it was just so much better there. Yeah. Everyone was super friendly and people were very out there with their clothing. I mean, similar to New York. I mean, look around. I have to say, because well, I go to Milan a fair bit with uh, with my work and uh, I've, I've been on the plane a couple of times and seen some rather interesting fashion and it's people actually going out there for Fashion Week as well. It's uh, yeah, amazing. Really? Yeah. Did you go to Fashion Week? I didn't. Well, I mean, I could do, couldn't I, really? You could totally do Fashion Week. I'm, I'm trying to rock a different look for middle-aged men in, <laughs> <laughs> in podcasting. But uh, So where did it all start? Where did, you, where did you grow up? I grew up in D.C., um, like Virginia specifically. And the fashion there is a little bland for my taste. A lot of blues, a lot of blacks. And I wore sweatpants like every day. And like the same shoes because you want to blend in. You're not really the type to stand out over there at least. But then when I moved here, I was like, I could be anyone I want to be. I can be emo, I had an emo phase. I can be super girly and wear lots of pink. I did that too. Um, and now I'm trying to figure it out. I'm having a hat moment this week, like hats. So the sky's the limit, isn't it? Literally. Yeah. So uh, do you get opportunities to wear new things from designers and fashion houses as a result of what you're doing? Yes, definitely. This that must be a bonus then. It's the biggest bonus in the whole world. <laughs> this hat is from Milan, actually. 
um, from a designer. It was from the brand Borsellino. And it was like gifted to me and I wear it now because it's free and I like it. That's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so from DC, how did you uh, get into the media side of things? And what was the first big opportunity you got? I did Hofstra like radio. So I went to Hofstra for school and I did college radio, even though I wasn't in the comm school at the time. I think I always liked media. If you can talk and you can hold a conversation with people and you like to be social, media really is the place. And I interviewed a pageant woman who was Miss Universe in 2020 named Maria Satil. Uh -huh. And she was Indian. I thought that was really cool that she had won Miss Universe in Australia. So I was, I had this conversation with her and it opened me up for my web show where they, they called me up and they said, you can do whatever you want to do. So we tried dating shows, that kind of didn't work. I'm not really great at dating. And then we did fashion and that really just stuck because I had no sense of style. I didn't know how to look good. And I kept seeing these influencers with the coolest style in New York. And I wanted to be like them. So I would interview influencers for my show and designers to see like, what are some key things I can take away from this? Yeah. So uh, is, that, is that live or recorded? It was recorded. Yeah. We had an amazing director who actually followed me to this project. Her name is Zaha Alieva, and we co-created the show Ascenza together with the help of Deborah Chandler, who is the president of this new network that I work for. So, uh, so what? So Coca Connect. What? What is that? What is that net? For, for anyone who doesn't, because I'm, I'm not from the US, is it? Mm -hmm. Is it an international platform? Is it? It is. Yeah. It just launched very recently. It's free, which I love. I love free things. This hat. Coco Connect, those are my two favorite free things. And it's a streaming service, so you can watch movies and your favorite influencers and TV shows that you really like without having to pay for Netflix or Hulu. And that's worldwide? It is worldwide. So that is a fantastic platform to be it's on. It's amazing, it's on an app, it's, it's growing every single day. And Deborah and I actually met during Fashion Week. We got seated next to each other and she had already seen my web show or she started watching it that week and she wanted me to move it over. That's so, incredible, wasn't it? It's it was this, so cool. It's these little connections, isn't it? Once you make one and, and make a star, you know, yes. it, it, just, it just snowballs from there. I think you should always be kind to everyone and open yourself up to every single door. I think that if I hadn't spoken to her, I wouldn't have been where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And uh, so your new show, is it studio? I think I've seen you in some sort of studio. Is, that, is it just interview, interview mock-ups? It's interview mock-ups. It's less studio. We want to really focus mm. on picking a place that's close to the person that we interview. Yeah. Whether that's their home, their favorite store, their favorite restaurant, their favorite country even. You know, so we, we try to do it like that. Different yeah. places every single time. So that is a fair bit of travel. Yes. And a fair bit of research as well. Oh my gosh, yeah, very much. Our new episode that's coming out in a couple weeks is about your favorite New York influencers and how they're running New York City currently. So we've had to travel to like seven different places for this one episode. Crikey. Yeah. And that's, uh, but you've got, you've got a producer working with you. I produce. Yeah, oh, you produce as well. So, yeah. you, oh, you really are doing everything. Oh, my hat's off to you there because Thank that's... You. Uh, that's a, fair, that's a fair bit to take on as well as presenting as well. It's amazing. And I, I do it with, with Zaha as well. We're like a two-woman show. Yeah. And we, you know, she directs, she edits, we produce it together. I schedule, cast. Yeah. It's been great. It's been Is it, fun. Uh, and what, I think when I looked at Coca Connect, there was a, a kind of a schedule. I couldn't see, there's going to be bodies there, so you can watch episodes that have gone out after yeah. of the schedule. Yeah. Yes. So we'll get the I'll get the link. We put that on 
this video so people can see your show. Really? That'd be, that'd be great, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, we just released our New York Fashion Week episode. That one was so much fun, we're a little late to it. We interviewed a bunch of really cool designers and got to go to some amazing shows this season. It was so great. Now, fashion is obviously very uh, kind of glamorous, but I mean, sustainability is a key thing, isn't it? I mean, I think I've heard you say on uh, previous podcasts about 10% of the industry uh, is, is, is the carbon footprint of, of, the, of the world. So that's yep. quite... That's it's quite, high. That's, yeah, that's high, yeah. So what, so what are the challenges for fashion to try and fix that and resolve that, do you think? I think that, I mean, there's a lot of fast fashion brands that are now trying to switch up. For example, Zara, H&M, Uniqlo. They're changing their policies, their environmental policies when it comes to the clothing they're creating. And they're also changing the materials that they work with. So they're trying to have more wool, better fiber, tensile, um, a lot of just more wholesome materials and changing their labor working like laws, which yeah. I think is a great first step. And it's also, I guess, great nowadays that, um, I mean, when I, so I'm going to show an age thing, right? Uh, so when I was younger, if you wanted secondhand clothes, you went to what we call in the UK a jumble sale. I don't know what you call it over here. Uh, I don't know either. Would it, would it be a, it's, it's basically you go to a, you go to a church hall or something like that and there's mm -hmm. tables full of clothes. But of course now people sell things on uh, Spock, Vinted, all that kind of stuff. I actually yeah. think I went to one in Kensington, yeah. like at a church. That's it. That's yes, it. but it was so much more expensive than I would imagine it would be a couple of years ago. Yeah, because it used to. Yeah, to be fair, you you used to go there and maybe pick a suit up for one pound fifty or something like that. I mean, one pound fifty. Yeah, because it was jumble. It wasn't really now. I suppose we're going to the kind of eBay way of doing yeah. things, aren't we? People think, oh, well, I'll get my money back that I paid for it when I first bought it, which doesn't always work, does well, it? Yeah. I mean, that's less than like a meal deal cost. Yeah. That's really, wow. But you, I mean, you must think about that. It, in terms of sustainability, that kind of second-hand market is a great way of, of, you know, fast fashion actually being a bit more sustainable in the long term because it's, it's being used more. It's not, it's not worn once and thrown out. It's, you know. Well, that's another thing. Capsule fashion is also very important. Like keeping like five or six pieces that you know you can wear constantly all the time. Like you can't really see under this jacket, but I have a black sweater on and I thrifted that black sweater. And it's from a brand named Koss, I think. Yeah. They're usually really expensive because their quality is really good. I thrifted it for like 10 bucks. And I wear it all the time because you can pair it with like jeans like I'm wearing or a skirt or even put like a dress underneath it and make it formal or casual. So yeah, keeping the clothing you have minimal but being able to style it with I think accessories as well also is really sustainable in a way. Yeah. Um, but I have a horrible habit of like buying so many clothes. Like it's a terrible habit. <laughs> I'm the same with shirts. Really? Because I get bored with them. I mean. You know, you've seen this for the first time, but I wear it three or four days on the trot, and I get bored with seeing it. So, uh, and I and I think I'll, I need to get another one. And I, by the time I'm finished, I've got about fifty in the in the cupboard. And, well, you got uh, a yeah. lot of patterns. I do, I do. How do you keep up? Well, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, one of the challenges is sometimes if I turn up in something that's rather dull, they go, "Oh, that's a bit disappointing." Uh -huh. So I feel a bit pressured, you know. So uh, yeah, that's an interesting fashion for someone like me, isn't it? So, do you keep up with certain like patterns for like the trends that are going on, or do you keep the patterns? I the tend same? to go Larry and Blairy. Larry I, just, and Blairy. I, I do like to stand out. I like a little bit of orange, as you can tell. Oh yeah. Uh, and I like bright colours. And orange is the new black, I think. It is actually, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's, there's yeah. a show about it. Yeah, I there think is it's a great a, show. I'm pretty sure it's a fashion show, clearly by the name or something. So, I like the orange. It's a look. I guess another thing I've spotted on social media is there are lots of people now doing um, 
channels where it's uh, this is what I'm wearing today. Men, men and women. Oh yeah. Uh, they go to their wardrobe and you know they start off in their underwear and suddenly I'm going to have this shirt with these pants, oh, uh, these shoes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you use social media to a great extent yourself? Uh, I think in this type of time period, I have to use social media to keep the show kind of moving along. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat. I don't really like it because I rather just have the show and then have my personal Instagram. Like I don't like posting all the time. Yes. And like scheduling it, it just feels oversaturated in a way. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean because I have a channel for my for the, this podcast on my my own one, and I don't know often know where to what to post and where really because it's and it's time consuming, isn't it? I mean, you're always on your phones when you spend. Well, especially if you travel to mm -hmm. to, to Milan, London, Paris, you're going to Fashion Week. You don't want to be nose down your phone the whole time oh yeah i was totally like doom scrolling and i didn't get a lot i mean i got a lot of content from milan but i realized i'm like my phone is out all the time i'm not even getting to look at it yeah and see it for myself and really get to enjoy it and i suppose another challenge is that sometimes uh, you want that content to go out pretty quick because it's, oh it's, it's fashion week in milan you're not going to do it when you get home, are you? Which is the week afterwards. So. I can't stress that enough. It's so time sensitive. Yeah. So our New York Fashion Week episode came out pretty recently, like a couple days ago. But New York Fashion Week was like September. Yeah. So we're a little late to the game. I think that there's benefits to that as well. Like people don't really know about Fashion Week as much. Yeah. So it could it could really be aired at any time, and like people can still learn something about these designers. Yeah. The caught like one of the designers we interviewed was cancer culture and it was uh, i think her name is dana but it's a it's an amazing cause and it was money that like you're raising money for mis oh, like mastectomies yeah and the clothing is for women who have breast cancer so i think that that type of interview is timeless yeah isn't is that so that's that's good isn't it and as, yeah as you say not doesn't have to hook up necessarily with the with all the ferrari i guess also if you're doing it a couple of weeks afterwards um you're, 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 that is saturation. Uh, sorry, uh, if you were doing it in the week, it'd be saturation. But afterwards, you're, you've got something fairly exclusive, haven't you? That, uh... Exactly. I mean, there's two types of people. Like, I want to see the Milan Fashion Week content during Milan Fashion Week because I care about, like, the clothing and the trend cycle and whatever. But there's people who don't care and they just want to, like, learn something about fashion. Yeah. So for that, I think the show is really good because it's a beginner type of show yeah. where you can really learn a lot. But um, you're also at like having these extremely glamorous types of interviews like Milan Fashion Week or TIFF or potentially, you know, Paris Fashion Week as well. I want to go to Tokyo. I really feel like I'd be good there. So uh, maybe people seeing this will, uh, you know. Send me out to Tokyo. Exactly. Send me out um, there. How do you get interviews with you know, key designers and fashion houses? Obviously, you've got big media going to these, these shows and... Uh, at the moment, you're a small operator, but so how do you get your uh, foot in the door there in terms of getting interviews and... and uh... Well, I started when I was 19 during... And I was 19 during the pandemic, when the pandemic started. I think that people don't really realize, or at least they don't, that I'm just a regular girl sending them emails. But like originally, I would just send them a paragraph and tell them what I'm trying to do. And some people would take a chance. And from that, I would build. Nowadays, I send a pitch deck, I send a media kit, links to the show, yeah. now that it's evolved a little bit more. And you've got a bit more content, yeah. Exactly. But I think that publicists really, really want to take a chance on these 
emerging shows. Yeah. Especially for emerging designers. It kind of matches up. Yeah. Because sometimes Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, they don't want to interview a designer with under 500,000 followers on social media. Yeah. But I do. So that's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, it opens up the market for both. It's mutually beneficial for both of you, isn't it? Exactly. So when you travel though, I mean, uh, <laughs> again, when I've not connected with fashion, but when I've been out to Milan for work in Fashion Week, hotels and flights are through the roof. Oh my God. So how 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 are you funded at the moment? Is is there a sponsorship on the show or? No, not at so all. So it's, it's self-funded, is it? It's totally self-funded. Wow. It has been for like two, three years. Yeah. I live in New York, so New York Fashion Week's not too difficult, yeah. but I just moved to Brooklyn. Before that, I was living in Long Island. So I would be in school and class, like writing my little essay, and then I would get on the train and basically take like an hour and a half train into the city, spend the whole night in the city, then come back in the morning yeah. and do that for like a whole week. That is an amazing <laughs> work ethic you got there. I was just so excited. I think yeah. anyone would just be excited to, to get to experience Fashion Week here. It's like the most amazing time. Um, but for Italy at least, I'm trying to think what I did. Okay, I was living in London. Yeah. So to get from London to Italy, it's not super expensive. I went on this beautiful, beautiful creature called Ryanair. It's good. Oh yes. Uh, that, uh, yes. Bargain, like Bargain Airlines. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did it's you actually great. get a seat? Yep. <laughs> That's yep. unusual for Ryanair. Oh yeah. And um, I went with my friend. <laughs> I went with my friend, and we we took two carry-ons, and that was it. We didn't check in a bag. We had some brands in New York sponsor me. Yeah. Um, and just like, let me use their clothing for the trip. And it's an amazing brand. They are super sustainable. Their name is Twin. That's okay. what I need is what yeah. it stands for. And it is what I need. Well, put, uh, if you give me the links, I'll put that on the description of the show oh as well. Gosh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you would love them especially because they have really cool like patterns, like, basically what you're wearing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, send me, definitely send me the link then. They're super cool and they're New York based and in the Lower East Side. If you have time to check them out, you totally should. Yeah. Two like sisters that just like built this coming up empire. And yeah, they took a chance on me after meeting me once. And let me basically bring like their newest collection to Milan. And I basically only wore that for an entire week. Brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. Isn't it, it was great. And it's um, good, that, you know, if you're there at the embryo of a new fashion house and, and you both become successful over years, that's a great story, isn't it? So. 100%. And the, the clothing is just, it's beautiful. It has a message. It's, it is sustainable, which I think is, it was great to be able to wear that and tell people like, I'm only wearing sustainable clothing this yeah. season. And I brought it to Paris too, because we had one carry on for Milan and Paris. And all, of course, all your kit that you recorded. Yep. With. So what do you shoot on? Um, I have these little mics. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Very handy. I love them. And I have like a regular mic. Yeah. And we shot with an iPhone. Yeah. Because uh, my camera, my camera person Zaha was not there. Yeah. So we had to shoot with an iPhone 14, I think. They're pretty good though. It worked. Yeah, yeah. It worked. Nobody questioned us. They let us walk right in to college girls on study abroad. And then and you bring, do you edit the material or someone else? Zaha that? edited it. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's really just a genius because she made it look like a professional episode. Yeah. And not two girls filming it randomly. Well, you are professionals, aren't you? That's it. We are professionals. Yeah. But she is just like the best of the best. She can make something that looks like, eh, like look amazing. And um, yeah, that was basically my first Milan Fashion Week. 
we went back last month with Zaha. Uh -huh. So everything was shot on a camera. Yeah. And those interviews came out great too. That episode was like one of my favorite episodes that we got to shoot out there. We did like a South Korean designer of Mun. Yeah. We did an interview with him. All of his stuff is sustainable too. Um, Borsellino. I don't know if you've seen the episode. It's super cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, I mean, it came out super recently too. I believe you've also done modeling yourself for Heritage, the Heritage Indian uh, designer. Yeah, that was my first ever modeling opportunity ever. And it was such a weird thing that happened. Um, we were doing an interview in his store. And I didn't know that Prashant Goyal, who was amazing, was like a designer who did Fashion Week on the official calendar. So I just, I was asking if I could, you know, wear some of his clothes for the episode that we were doing. And he saw me in his clothes and was like, do you want to walk next week? And I thought it was like a very small, like 10, 20 people show. It ended up being in this huge ballroom with like 200 people, photographers from every source. And so, I had never walked. So how did you rehearse that? Was that in the hotel rooms, just turning around? Or did you look into infinity to... Oh my God. Well, I got so lucky because he, his models, I think, could tell that I was totally freaked out. I just stared into a wall for about 20 minutes when I found out how many people were going to be there. And they, they trained me in like an hour. That's amazing. It was, I, it was so great. But I bet, the, I bet you had the nerves just before you went on. Oh yeah. But that's quite good, isn't it? It's a bit, it's, I suppose you know that from doing episodes, you get a bit of nervous energy, don't you, before you start something and uh, it, it kind of, you think, oh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to screw it up. But it actually comes out great because I suppose adrenaline's pumping around your body and you, you know, it's, uh, focuses you, doesn't it? It's, uh... I think I, when I do my show, at least, I, I really love it because I'm in control. So I get a little less nervous when I do that. Yeah. But modeling was, I'd never walked and I, there's a lot of, it's hard. I don't know if you've modeled, it's no, hard. I don't think so. <laughs> in, in your life, I mean, it's hard. Like, the turns, the timing, the facial expressions, especially when people are just shooting like light into your face. It was, I was really freaked out. And um, they had to basically push me onto my cue. Yeah. Because I was like, ah, I'll just wait. Maybe I won't go right now. It's like jumping out of a plane, isn't it? Someone pushes you because you're just going to sit there otherwise. Just, basically. Yeah. But it was just, it was such a fun experience and Prashant, like, I was just so grateful for him to let me on his show. It was so great. It was so fun. So, um, well, amazing career so far. So I suppose final kind of closing things. What, uh, once you finish your studies um, and you're doing the show, as I say, I've got a lot of admiration for you doing those two things at once and fund self-funding yourself. Where do you see yourself after, after you finish education? Well, I'm going to business school. And I'm going to do business. Yeah. I don't really like math, so we're going to figure it out. Oh. <laughs> um, but I definitely want to keep working on this show. I, yeah. I think that we're going to have our second season next year in the spring. And hopefully that'll be funded so that we can actually have like more travel and work with bigger artists, yeah. hopefully. Um, maybe go to TIFF. That is a real, like, I'm so excited that the strike is over. Yes. So that now we can start working with actors again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and promoting TV because I, that's, that's part of Ascenza is fashion, lifestyle, and entertainment. And I think it's important to have the entertainment part. 
And um, yeah, I think just building this show and making it as great as I know it can be. But your long-term career, do you, do you see that that's where you'll go? Or that's definitely you, or where I'm yeah. going. I just think it's always smart to get a degree. Yeah, and have a backup. At the same yeah. time. It's not even a backup. It's more of like an extension of what I already want to do. Yeah. You know, because with a business degree, maybe I can make it a brand. Show can, you know, have a company and an LLC, which I think is important. That is super exciting. Well, I can't wait to see how well you get on. Uh, uh, thank you very much for meeting me in New York. It's this, this is what the reason I came out here, actually. I explained to you earlier that we touched base a few weeks ago and uh, I was super excited to come out and see you. Uh, and if you're in London, I'd like to catch up with you again oh, and yes. see, see how you got on, where, oh, where you're at. Oh my gosh, yes, for London Fashion Week. Yeah, and it, well, you could even have me on your show, maybe. I would love that. <laughs> if I'm in London, we'll definitely have a little collaboration again, for sure. But for now, thank you very much, Ariana. Thank uh, you. Pleasure to meet you, and uh, you all have a super day. Thank you so much. Remember, you can watch yeah. the video version of this podcast on youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Episodes are available in regular or 360 view. More links on 360timmy.com.